Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Dog Check. I am Max Loeb, Loeb's Leads. I'm here with Eric Metcalf. Eric, how are you today? I'm doing well. I mean, this week we get a, a two for one, which means we get a two one, which equals 21. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so so you, you see how I played on that. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy we're going to have we have Andrew on here to talk uh, Cleveland Brown sports, Cleveland Brown football, rather. Yes. Andrew Siliano, welcome to the dog check. How does it feel to be on the dog check with us? Uh, I mean, it is it is probably the highlight of my career by far, and it's not even close. I am, guys, I'm touched, I'm flattered, I'm moved. Um, it's good to see you both, Max, first time we've connected. Eric yeah. and I have obviously connected in the past. Um, I've told him many a time when I was a teenager, um, we're not that far apart, but when I was a teenager, <laughs> one of my favorite Brown, hands down. I might have, I might have passwords on certain electronic devices that shall <laughs> remain nameless that might include the number 21. <laughs> there you go. That might be the best comment you could give somebody. True story. Hey, hey but he, he said calling the Browns gang was probably the highlight of his life. I'm, I'm he's, he's he's trying to make us feel good right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All good. Yeah. That that was very cool. Yeah, Eric, I'm glad you brought that up. The the viral video, Andrew, of you calling the missed field goal from Jake Moody. I'm sure everybody's seen it. It is one of the most passion filled moments i've seen from brown's fandom and i'm not from here i've only been out here for five years i'm just getting used to the cleveland browns fandom and the culture that was one of the coolest things i've ever seen before we talk about it i need to ask who is the guy in the back that fell to his knees when he missed who okay so i gotta watch it again there so there's two people behind me there's jason gibbs the bigger dude the balder dude jason Eric, you know, Jason runs the Browns radio network and kind of is the man behind the man, making sure all their in-house media properties gets on the air. He's amazing and was so, so helpful for me last week. And then there's Max um, also, or Mac, I'm sorry, you're Max. Okay. Mac, who is the engineer back there. I think it was one of those two. I don't know if anybody okay. else was back there, but likely one of those two. But um, yeah, I mean, I've said this before a couple of other places, but uh, um, like the I hate the circumstances like doing this because Jim is fighting like he's fighting um, is not the way I ever thought I would ever call a Browns game. And I hate the circumstances and we're all praying for him. And I can't say that enough. Like I said, on the air at the end of the game, like, um, like I, I used to listen to Neb in the stands and I used to, you know, Neb had all Eric's great calls. And I used to, um, uh, as, as, as it's a true story. Like when I, when I come home on Sundays, I always go to Instagram. I always go to t Twitter. I'm watching Inside the NFL on Tuesdays when it would drop on HBO or Showtime or now the CW to hear Jim's calls. So to, to be able to, to, to step into that booth and, and try to do him justice was, was truly um, the experience of a lifetime and, and the honor of a lifetime. Yeah, that was, that was one of the coolest moments I've seen. Again, not haven't been here for long, but that was one of the coolest moments I've seen. Eric, I, I assume you've seen the video as well. I've seen the video. What I don't understand is why Andrew has been so critical of himself when he said he, he said it's no good more than once. I don't. I don't. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I, I, I. So Eric, when I said that, I was, I was back on. I did Rich Eisen's show on Monday. He was coming back from London, and and I was honestly, man, it was still like the next day where I'm still kind of working through it. 
um, the emotions of all of it. I kind of got emotional on the plane flying home. Like I wish my grandmother could have seen it, like kind of boyhood dream come true kind of thing. But um, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, like when you would go, when you would sit there the next week after a game and, and you're looking at film, do, do you or when you were driving home to the stadium, did you remember the touchdowns or did you as a perfectionist remember the blitz you didn't pick up or remember, you know, the backer you didn't beat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You remember all those little things? It's You're self-critical. It's the negative thing. Right. And, it, right. And, and and I'm the same way. And, like, you know, like, I, I can't listen to myself very much. Like, I mean, if I go home and – it took put it this way. Doing television for years, it took me a while to be able to go home and actually watch the show with other people. I generally like to go home and watch it in the dark by myself with maybe a bottle of brown liquor kind of thing. So um, <laughs> kind of joking. Um, so yeah, that was just, that was just me on Monday. That was all. I, I mean, since then, like, I, I feel a little bit better about it. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you get the, it's the childhood dream to call the Browns mm-hmm. and you get to see the Browns beat arguably the, the number one team in the league at the time. It, it's yeah. I feel like it would be hard to control your fandom at the same time. It was very hard. And and Eric, do you remember, I think it was 2019, you and I were in San Francisco for that Monday night game. Um, Odell was on the team. Yeah. And they got their asses kicked up and down. Um, Obviously that was the last time they played each other. Um, It was a much different team then, but, but the expectations were so high that year. Um, Yeah. It's, it's come full circle and obviously no one expected the Browns to win that game. Um, The, the call was probably, better suited for a playoff game and not week six. But I also think that it, it spoke to the emotion that so many people in the building had. I mean, the place was rocking. Um, no one outside that building expected them to win that game. And I think that came out. It was cathartic. Um, and hopefully look at, hopefully it sets them up well. This team has had a lot of trouble the last couple of years winning back-to-back games. Um, I don't think that this week is a trap per se, but Indianapolis has gone on the road and beaten Houston and beaten Jacksonville. I mean, or rather beaten Baltimore. Um, you know, th- this this team is not nearly the pushover that I think some people see it without Anthony Richardson. So, hey, you did it this week. Do it again next week. Yeah, absolutely. And couldn't agree more. They're, they are not a pushover. Andrew, I was I was at the game, too, in the nosebleeds. It was one of the coolest sports experiences yeah. I've ever had as a fan. It was it was unbelievable. I was in I actually was in the ESPN suite, was walking. I said, mm-hmm. let's let's leave. Before <laughs> I said, because we want to beat everybody to the elevators. Regardless, Hold on, you you left? No, no, no. But there's TVs in the okay. hallway. And so I'm with Reed Bergman, as you know. Right. We're walking and, and we're watching it right in front of the elevator. And I said, he's gonna miss this kick. <laughs> and, and then they just looked at me and then he did wow and it was no good no good <laughs> we we i think as browns fans and i think really fans in general you kind of expect the worst and then hope for the best right. and when they had driven into the red zone and then came away with only three and the way that that those last four downs went with the second down almost hit in the end zone, like, oh, my Lord. Like, at that point, you're just like, all right, get out of here with a field goal, and then this isn't good, right? <laughs> um, 
And then, but after first down, second down, after the Niners got the ball back, I'm like, there's no way they're moving an inch. Like, we're good. But then on third down on the PI, which, I mean, I get it. I mean, he did tug the back of the jersey there on IU. I get it. Um, I think there were other calls that weren't obvious, like the one where they called the PI on, I think they'll put up the seam going the other way to Kittle. Like, come on. That's, that's, that is in no way pass interference. I kind of got fired up, and in retrospect, yes, it was a flag. But when they when they cross midfield, I'm like, all right, we're not winning. Yeah. So, I yeah. But, hey, what do you know? We won. Yeah. And that's all that matters, yeah. though. And, and, that's, and that's one of those games. You, we were talking about Indianapolis Colts and all that and how – it can be a trap game per se, you know, just because we beat the number one team in the league. Now you have a team coming in or going to play a team that everyone doesn't think is very good. I think that beating the uh, 49ers propels them forward mentally. It shows them that they can beat those teams. And so I'm not really worried about a letdown. I think these guys go in there and, 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 pre- and handle them pretty good. I, I, I do think that this team is better suited to avoid those letdowns. Obviously, look, the quarterback question and, and you know, I, uh, Max, I'll, I'll, I'll do the job here of saying the day we're recording this is Thursday where Deshaun's status is still very much yeah. up in the air. Um, I, I do think that matters. But, you know, I also think that, you know, watching open locker room and watching everyone talk these last two weeks that they – Look, they want Deshaun back. I'm not suggesting otherwise. But that this team is confident enough with this defense to kind of rise above it and go, yeah, sure. Whenever he's back, he's back. We're going to handle our business until then. Um, Indianapolis can run the football well. I mean, forget Jonathan Taylor for a second. Um, This is only his third game. Zach Moss is second to the NFL behind Christian McCaffrey in basically every category. He's actually averaging more yards per game on the ground, that is then Christian McCaffrey. So you put Jonathan Taylor in there in his third game back. I mean, that that is a formidable um, set of running backs there. But at the same time, you know, Minshew had to throw it 55 times last week because they fell behind early. They gave up a short field. Um, and he threw three picks. It should have been six. <laughs> I mean, it legitimately should have been six. I would like to see this defense force a turnover or two. It was great to see the one last week. Granted, they got nothing out of that short field. They went backwards. Um but uh, the Colts are a little bit better than people think. I mean, again, they went on the road and beat the Ravens with Gardner Minshew. Yeah, they, they definitely are a better team than people think. That's what Eric and I talked about a little bit yesterday as well. Like, it's it's not a trap game, like you said, Andrew. Quote unquote, not really a trap game. But again, this is it's not a team that's going to roll over and die. They play tough football up front on the defensive side of the ball too. This is this is a tougher game. But like you said, I think. It, it, the Browns defense, regardless of who's playing quarterback, you know, you feel like you have a chance because at least the game will be close. There will be plays where you have the ball at midfield after a, a three and out and a bad punt. Like you trust the defense to put your offense in at least decent positions to move the ball forward. Yeah. I don't yeah. Think, I was almost, uh, go ahead. No, 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 please. And I was going to say, I, I, I don't think Jim Schwartz lets this defense get complacent. Because yeah, he's mm-hmm. that type of coach. I think he treats this like that the 49er game never happened. And and so I'm I'm looking I'm, I feel like the defense, no matter what, is gonna step up and, and do their thing. There is word that Deshaun did practice today. 
He did. Yeah, he did. Um, and there's video of him throwing, you know, what that means and how much work he actually did, you know, remains to be seen. I was thinking about this defense earlier, Eric, and I was, I was talking to Chris Long, um, the former Ram mm -hmm. and, and Patriot and Eagle on Monday, because he played in this defense for Schwartz. And we're trying to figure out, like, why he has Kyle's number. And he gave his answer, which, um, you know, kind of was, like, wild. I don't even know. But um, the what's interesting to me here is that, obviously, this is not the first time someone's played a wide nine and, and, and told everyone, get up field. But what, what I think makes it different with this team is that sometimes – you if you can if you can get pressure with four right which is obviously what they're trying to do here um it totally can make up for a substandard secondary you don't see many people running this defense with the three corners like this team has when you can actually get home with four or a jok with five and have these three guys on the back end i mean that is something special and if they can keep those guys healthy, I mean, huge, huge, huge um, if. Uh, I, I think this defense has staying power this year, which is scary. Yeah, that's that's I've been saying all year. The, the front four is what makes this defense roll because they're able to reestablish the line of scrimmage, whether it be in the run game or the passing game. And so I think that's what will create problems for uh, Gardner Minshew as far as him being able to stay on his spot. If he can get, just drop back there and throw the ball, he, he can throw the football. But I don't think he'll be able to just stand there without getting hit. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing. It's not about the sacks. They had only three sacks. It's about, you know, the consistent pressure. Go look at the Monday night game. I, I got home to go to the Monday night game. Justin Herbert was sacked only once. It was by Micah on the second-to-last play of the game. But the, press, the pressure percentage was the – it was the highest – pressure percentage the most pressure Herbert had felt the entire season through five weeks so you know sacks don't tell everything just like Dalvin Tomlinson's numbers don't tell everything oh yeah right um defense is a team sport and I, this team is playing like a team in a way that we haven't seen in a long long time yeah and like you said we haven't seen in a long time we speculated about it all summer, all off season because of the moves that they made. But I'm curious as to what you guys think about the biggest surprise of this defense. Obviously, we knew Jim Schwartz coming in a little bit more of a proven defensive coordinator, a good defensive mind. Which player on this unit has surprised you the most? Eric, you go first. Surprise me? I, I wouldn't say there is a surprise. Um, I would I would say the one who stood out for me the most. I mean. I, you know, all year I've been talking Dalvin Thompson, Dalvin Thompson. Yeah, Dalvin. right. But J.O.K. Yeah. has been the yeah. guy for me because he's been in the run game, in the passing game, is, uh, and second. You know, he's been able to rush. He's been able to drop back and, and cover and, and make plays that way. So he's been the guy who can do everything, and he's able to do that because those front four guys are applying pressure, and, we, and he's able to run around free. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I agree that I don't know that anyone is a surprise, but I would say this, the guy that has been, how do I say it? What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, maybe I'm just, I, I'm more pleased with the fact that it's, it's finally gotten to this point. You're getting the guy you drafted is Grant Delpit. Yeah. Right. His first year, he had the Achilles. Listen, we knew he was immensely talented last year, whether it's his fault or not, you know, 
all those blown coverages there and busted coverages and finger pointing with that Joe Woods defense, especially the first part of the year. Grant Delpit, right or wrong, took a lot of that heat publicly. To see him playing the way he is playing, um, I think is it's great to see considering where he was drafted and what he had to go through with that injury early. And now we're finally getting the guy and he's finally playing like the guy, obviously that everyone thought they were drafting out of LSU. What do you yeah. think, Max? Well, I got a board hmm? of three next. I got a board of three next to me and you guys took my top two. So I'll okay. go with my third one. <laughs> I think, I think Martin Emerson, because all off season yeah. we talked a little bit about uh, Greg Newsom coming in and him being the number two corner and really solidifying himself. Cause he was awesome the year before. And, all of a sudden, Martin Emerson is just coming in and making plays, and you're finding room for all three of those guys between those two and Denzel Ward on the field and some sub packages. But Emerson, I thought, has been awesome so far this year. I honestly, I know you guys didn't say you were like really surprised about those two. I, I have been surprised about Emerson for sure. I loved Eric the way he battled last year. Um, Jamar Chase or George Pickens or whomever or Mike Evans. I mean, that, that game. Dude, he is long, he is handsy, and he don't mind talking. Um, I, I I love the guy. And, and let's face it, that was a pick when they took him in the third round last year where a lot of people went, huh? Right. Not not that he wasn't a talented football player. Um, I think people had their eyes on a receiver or this. Or whatever. The point is, they took him. It, it wasn't a pick that people saw coming. And I think from day one, he has proven – that he belongs. And, and now it's now in year two, it's, it's a step beyond that. Like he, he, he can lock people down. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he's done a good job. And he, you know, even when he got drafted, he said he was better than some of the corners we had. And so, and so that's, that's the right. model that you need as a corner to go out there and cover the Jamar Chase and T Higgins and all these kind of guys. And so he has it, like you said, he's long and, and he's played well. Yeah, he's he's played unbelievably well. I got surprised me. There's been a lot of positive surprises on this defense. Players playing better than we thought they were. But the million dollar question, I asked you guys this earlier. Hopefully you came up with some creative answer because I struggled with it. Is there a way this defense can get better moving forward? I, yeah, force more tur uh, turnovers. I, I think they'll come. I mean, uh, if, you, if you continue to get pressure like that, you're going to get more turnovers. Absolutely. But more turnovers, more short fields, more wins. To me, I mean, that, that's the key. Because the yardage, I mean, they're not going to get better than what uh, – what is it? It's, it's like a 200. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's 200.4 yards yeah. a game, something like that. I mean, that's, that's comical. Yeah. I, you know, I think when I look at it, I'm, I'm with Andrew for sure because I, I always think what I want to see because I always think when I think of his defense, I think of Miles Garrett and I think of him being a defensive player of the year. And so what you, what you said and what I'm going to say go hand in hand and I like to see more strip sets. Right. I want to see him do those things that we've seen T.J. Watt do, that we've seen uh, Bosa do. Those are the things that get him to propel him to be a defensive player of the year. And so I, I, I need to see that. And I think we can get better doing that and just, just by applying pressure, more pressure. 
Yeah, weeks one and three, I think I saw it. Like week one when the Bengals got the ball back and they went for it on fourth down and Miles sacked Joe Burrow. You're like, that was okay. You know what? You're the closer. You're Emmanuel Classe right there, and you are the closer. Yeah. And week three at the end of the second quarter when the Titans got, a you know, the first positive yardage really of the entire half and they get to add it to the red zone and then, bam, Miles yeah. beats Andre Dillard. You are the closer. They go to the locker room without anything there before that. Like Vrabel's like, why do we even bother? Took a set set off and started walking to the locker room five seconds left because he knew they couldn't get lined up. Um, Yes, more of those moments. I know they're there. We've seen them. Um, You know, go go beat up – what's his name? Who's playing left tackle there? uh, Bernard Ryman on on Sunday, right? Like, go go do that and – yeah, the turnovers will happen. They will. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, the only other thing I can think of, I think it's it's tough to look at Cincinnati week one and say that is an elite pass offense. I'm waiting for the game where they truly shut down an elite pass offense. I don't know when it'll come. I don't know if it'll come. I'm looking at the schedule. It's maybe it's Seattle in a couple weeks, Jacksonville in like a month. Like, well, I mean, look, I, I, I would push back and say the 49ers had that kind. I mean, if you look at the four, I know they're, yeah. I know they're, they're a run first offense, but if you look at their explosives and a lot of it is yak, but if you look at their explosives, I mean, that, that is their MO. They did a heck of a job with the injuries and with the rain. So be it. Um, to me, that was a good one. Uh, you know, December 2nd or December 3rd out here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Matthew Stafford's dealing right now, but you know, not, not a lot of people circled that one at the beginning of the year. But, yeah. you know, there's one for you. Yeah. And, and, and when you're talking about it, in, in both those teams that you just mentioned, it's those coaches and their game plan, their scheming mm-hmm. that is able to get these, these pass offenses going. And so that's something that Schwartz is going to have to look forward to or, or keep an eye on because it's the coaches that do it. In, in those t- on those teams, you guys go back and watch the film. You don't even need the all twenty-two; just watch the game copy of. There are a couple of passes Stafford threw last week where he just like, like he's one inch that way or one inch the other way. The other team's got the ball. I, I, he ended the second quarter. He hits cup down the seam to set up a field goal for like fifty oh. yards. He he he's looking left. He's looking left. He's looking left. And then in one motion, he comes back right and throws. Like, I mean, he's already kind – it's almost like a no-look 50-yard bomb. He had his head turned around by the time the ball came out. And then he had Cooper the touchdown the start of the third quarter. I mean, a ball – like, they were picking on rookie uh, 13, the rookie corner for the Arizona Clark. Um, but, like, you know, one inch away from the kid's hand five different times. Like, I felt bad for the kid, but he is <laughs> dealing right now. Yeah, very much so. You're gonna have time to deal against the Browns. That's uh, well, that yeah, sure. That's the issue. I mean, the Rams have totally redone their offensive line so far, so good. But yeah, that's the question. Okay. Yeah, we we will wait and see. Before we sign off, Andrew, we want to end with a score prediction. Eric and I did okay. it a couple days ago or yesterday. Eric, I think you said what twenty-seven thirteen was that yours? I said twenty-seven seventeen. Twenty-seven seventeen. I got twenty to ten. Both Browns. What do you think for this Sunday, Andrew? Uh, I'll go 24 to 10. How about that? 24 to okay. 10 Brown. You know, no, no, no. They're going to keep mad at the end zone. I'll go 24 to nine, three field goals. There Ooh, you three go. Three field goals. Okay. Okay. I like three it. Three field goals. 
Three Matt Gay bombs. It, it just seems like to none of us think this is a trap game. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it is, but I guess I have confidence in them overcoming the trap. Right. How about that? I, I mean, there are going to be a lot of Browns fans there. It's not that long of a drive. No. Um, I was talking to somebody, talking with somebody with the Colts today. How uh, this game has actually been a really popular ticket, not just for people coming in from Cleveland, but the Colts are also going with what they're calling their Indiana Knights uniforms. Knights N I G H T S, not yeah. Knights like guy on a horseback. But uh, it's the dark blue helmet and these dark blue uniforms. They actually look great. They yeah. they, they look damn good. And I need the Browns to make me look good because at this point I said we'd be four and two. There you go. I, I said we'd be four and two. I said there we'd be three and two after this game. Although the games were flipped, I thought we'd beat Baltimore right. and yeah. lose to Frisco. But who cares? This is, get there any way we can. Exactly. When we get four, time. So you want them four and two. In other words, four and two, Tim Manoa, 42, right there. Right, right. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I was with him this past weekend. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, man. Well, thank you very well, much, Andrew. Yeah, great. thank you for coming Andrew. on, Andrew. Appreciate it. Pleasure to do it. Let's do it again. And uh, Eric, I'm sorry I missed you. Read <laughs> texted, but like, he's like, hey, and Eric, I got Bernie. I'm like, right, it's like 20 minutes to kick off. Like, I have the headset on already. But next time, uh, Max, next time, let's definitely connect. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening to Go Browns. We will see you next week. Go Browns. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.